You're listening to OK Now Listen, a bi-weekly show where we chat about what's on our minds, what we're binging, and what's blowing up our timelines. I'm Scotty Beam, media personality, content creator, music enthusiast, and wing connoisseur. And I'm Sylvia Obell, culture writer, host, producer, and lover of Beyonce. And we are still here, and we are still here, strong. Here, I'm still standing. Here. I'm still strong. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Guys. We have been shooting for five days straight. I want y'all to know, Netflix is, we are earning every dollar. Every single cent. Every cent. Every cent. This week, you know, we say, yeah, let's make the most of Scotty <laughs> Bean in LA. And they said, heard you. <laughs> say less. Every single day. <laughs> another set. Another set. Another set. Another car. Another location. Oh another script, gosh, man. another interview. We're working on something really special. We can't tell you guys exactly what, but you'll see it soon. You're definitely going to enjoy it. It was quite the experience. It definitely was, but it made it amazing, like 10 times amazing because I got to do it with one of my closest friends. So yes. I love that. So yeah. I love my work wife. I know work wife. <laughs> Because, listen, there's a lot of hours to be spending with one yes. person, child. It's a lot of trials and tribulations and mm-hmm. moments and emotions. But <laughs> there is nobody else I would rather do it with. And I just am happy that we survived. I'm so happy. We did it. We did it, Joe. And I just think that the theme of our week has really been about community. Mm-hmm. Right? We talked about it on set on our last day. Yeah. Um, shout out to the production team we worked with, Sonia and Yates, black-owned. Black-owned. Black crew. Black talent, black leadership in all roles, and it was such a great experience. And, I mean, also, it speaks to our fortitude, I really feel like, Scotty, because we have not done video all pandemic. And that's all I've been saying I wanted to do. I love video. Loved it. Forgot how much energy it took. Takes a lot. It was like running a marathon with no training. Yes. (laughs) Especially (laughs) after the pandemic. After the pandemic. But, yeah, I had a great time. It's also... Sad to me, though, because it means that we are near the end of your time in L.A. We are. And while I have spent more hours with you this week than I have in the last two years, <laughs> <laughs> I will miss you. Oh. And I just want to know when you're coming back because oh, I... I will say to you and everyone here in L.A., I had a great time. I don't have anything negative to say about it because it truly was special. But yeah, I, d- I did enjoy my month here in L.A. I definitely will have another month in L.A. down the line. <laughs> but as people know, <laughs> it's Libra season. It is. Okay? It is. Shout out to all my Libras in the world. Every single we one of here. them. We know them. They're all born next week. <laughs> this week. We, <laughs> we are here in attendance. So I have to go home and, you know, revel in my... Libraism. Yes. Shout out to Miss Shayla because I know she is watching the clock. And yes, child. If she don't get Scotty by a certain date, we're going to hear about it. My birthday <laughs> is coming up. It is on Sunday, October 3rd. It is. I am very happy to celebrate it this time. I am not having any sort of anxiety about it Good. yet. Usually I do, Gross. but this year I'm not. And maybe because I'm coming off of working, so I'm yeah, I'm on a high. You're I'm on, on a high now. And, like, I think there's a calmness that comes with your 30s, right? Now you're about to step another foot into the year. Yeah. You know, I think it's, like, a bit more of a steady-feeling decade for me. I feel like every moment of my 20s was like, ah, 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 ah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel very blessed and happy to really be here. 
I am so grateful. Also being on uh, Ulta Beauty's yes, um, Muse, Muse 100. 100. That was a very spiritual moment for me as well. Our Muse, one of our favorite muses, absolutely had to be on that list. Of 100, get the hell out. What do <laughs> you mean? What? Yes, duh. <laughs> well, it is it is a blessing. It's really an honor to to even be thought of. Thank yes, you so well, y'all much. Y'all all give Scotty a lot of love this week. It is her birthday week indeed. It is my I want to ask week. you before we move on, what's a birthday wish for your 31st year of life? I really don't have anything. I think that's my wish. My wish is to remain the way that I feel right now. Okay. To keep it going. That's pretty much it. I'm so blessed. You are. And I, and I get are. really emotional, so you know. I know. But I have to remain grateful for these moments and times. You know, it's just something that a lot of people don't get to experience, and I hope that more people get to experience. Beautiful. Love to hear it. Yeah. This week, we have a very special guest on the show. Absolutely, yes. We're about to sit down. With our girl, our homie, sis. Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins. Hey, new last name added. Okay. You may know her from Dear White People as Joelle. Yes, and she's also just very fabulous beauty queen to follow on social media. She mm-hmm. always keeps her foot on everybody's necks. This wedding content? Our girl Ashley has just not stopped. And I don't want the content to stop coming from the bachelorette to the wedding Mm -hmm. to the bridal shower Mm -hmm. to the honeymoon in the Maldives. My God. He was there. The melanin was shining. I loved it. I have been loving it. And we are so excited to talk to her about the final season of Dear White People and building a tribe and her life as a newlywed. Just like black love. We love to see it. Fills my heart up. Okay, we are here. We are in the flesh. With one of our favorite Absolutely. Netflix stars. <laughs> Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins. Hey. Mrs. Jenkins. She's Hello. Here. She's here. She's, she's in the here. building. She's, she's with here. us. And she's she married. And, and she's married. And we're happy about it. So, first of all, thank you so much for coming. I'm so obsessed much. with you too. Obviously, I wouldn't have missed this. Duh. <laughs> We were like, so Ashley, right? Cool. Like, there was just no way we weren't making this happen because it's very natural with all three of us. Yes, like, it's clearly. Just, yes. It's just, we all are fans of each other. We all support each other. Yes. So we were very happy to come together for this moment. Mm-hmm. So, first off, like we just said, congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. Like, okay. it was so beautiful. It looks so, it looks, it looks so beautiful. <laughs> What was, a moment. Was, I kept saying it's like I was being an Instagram stalker. <laughs> and I'm like, what a moment. Every I, moment. I felt like I was there. <laughs> it I was, was like, look at us. I okay. felt like I was in the audience like, oh, yeah, Ashley's wedding was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been there. It's you were crazy. <laughs> I had the time of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm obsessed. Uh, but talk to us about it because... We loved the, you know, from the bachelor party to like the wedding ceremony itself, all the beautiful black women. Yeah. Everybody was dressed up. It was mm-hmm. looking good. Vogue covered your wedding. Yes. And we just love to see black women live out their love story yeah. in general. So, how are you feeling on the other side of it now that you're finally done with all the 
wedding things. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. Marriage is super cool. I really, I highly suggest it. Like, don't <laughs> feed into the hype yeah. of like, don't get married. Nothing changes. It's stupid. It's a piece of paper. Mm. Like, and I said this in the in the Vogue coverage that for so long, they told us we couldn't get married. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have so many rights that we have now. So just like I'm emphatic about voting, I was very emphatic about getting married. Okay. Um, actually, initially, we were just going to call it a celebration. Oh. And I was like, well, Daryl, we got to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> yeah. you know, what are we celebrating? What are we doing? Why are people coming together? <laughs> so it is a wedding, but we, we wanted it to be a celebration or call it a celebration because that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration of your love and, you know, for me, we really did it big, yeah. and it was so beautiful, and it was so centered and focused on black love, yeah. unapologetically. And I think that as black people, mm-hmm. we have to do that out loud because it's infectious, right. you know, and that's why I was so excited and really grateful that Vogue covered it because— we don't have that type of representation in those yeah. types of publications. Mm-hmm. For sure. People aren't reading Vogue and seeing black people get married even though we're getting married all the time. Right. So I felt really proud to be too dark-skinned, right. black people, black love, you know, getting married, being happy, having a beautiful bridal party, and just having, you know, the time of our lives. It was, it was great. Yeah, I mean, first of all, black love is spiritual. Yes. Just seeing two black people at the altar to me is something mm. that yes. is that speaks to my heart mm. and my spirit. Yeah. But also I knew that you got engaged during like smack in the middle of the pandemic, correct? Yeah, September eighteenth. So you 2020. were twenty. Yeah. So you were like planning a wedding. Yeah. In a pandemic. In a pandemic. Yeah. What does that look like? Horrible. Okay. Yeah. It's bad. There not, was so many movie parts. Not gonna lie. But you know what? We got kind of lucky. Like September 2020 to September 2021, it was kind of the the better zone, although it did get a little crazy last winter. And Mm -hmm. as we got closer, I was like, oh, my gosh, with this um, Delta variant, Mm -hmm. I was like, Lord, Mm -hmm. listen, we cannot. But, you know, we had COVID protocols in place. We asked all of our guests to be tested regardless of vaccination status. Mm -hmm. And we had a COVID-free wedding, 180 people. Love to hear it. What are the tips that you would give? to somebody who's planning a wedding right now. Do all of the things. Mm. Like, have your bridal shower. Do your bachelorette. Ask grandma and mom for advice. You know, get together. Do all of the things Mm -hmm. because I'm so happy I did. You know, some of my favorite moments were from my bridal shower. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite moments in life were from my bachelorette. I understand why you do all these things leading up to the wedding. Traditionally, you do them because... You're solidifying and you're honoring kind of the life that you had before you you Mm. enter into this union. Like rites of passage. Yeah, they are rites of passage. You know, like it was so beautiful. And and I, because of COVID, chose to do all of my stuff. I mean, my bachelorette was at the end of July. But I chose to do like my bridal shower on the same weekend as the wedding just because I didn't want people to have to travel multiple times. And it was so beautiful that two days before I got married, I just was surrounded by all of these women who prayed for me and mm. and spoke life into me and celebrated me. And it just was all black women or just women of color, really, right. that were there that were just smiling at me and I was smiling at them. And it, it just was gorgeous. It just was lovely. And it just it fed my soul so yeah. much. As, yeah. And, you know, that is the thing that does change when you when you get married, you are entering into a union. It's not just you. Mm. And you have to. Yeah, that's the scary part. That's that's the scary part. But I'm going to tell you, it's the most beautiful part because you really are truly never alone. If you have mm. the right partner, you yeah. really have someone that's always it's really got your back. 
in-house somebody that has your back. And you, I'm just so grateful that I got to honor my girlfriends and, mm. and my mothers and my mother's mothers and my aunts and cousins and whoever it may be that was there, my sisters, mm-hmm. to say thank you for making me the woman that I am. Yeah. And enjoy it. Have fun. Have fun. Fun and take all the pictures of yourself. My favorite pictures of myself in life are from my wedding weekend yeah. and all. Like, just take pictures. Don't, don't, if you're shy, decide not to be shy. Whatever. Take a Xanax or something. <laughs> I don't know what you have to do, but like, do all of the things. Make sure you document it. Document, document history, it. History, because it is history. It is. It is. And, and, it's, and it's personal history. It's, it's yeah. legacy. Yes. And it's your family history. It's becoming your family's history. Yes. Like Our great-great-great-grandchildren will look at these pictures and be like, that was my great-great-great-grandma? Yes. Wow. Like, I love looking yes, at my girl. grandparents. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it was me. It was me. You know what I mean? I love looking at my grandparents' wedding mm-hmm. photos. Like, they're just so classic and beautiful to yeah. me that, like, and that's, like, what we're giving our future grandkids and stuff like that. So that's definitely beautiful. You mentioned having a lot of people there and giving you advice. Do you have a piece of advice that you were given about marriage? I'm sure, you know, I feel like at the wedding, like everybody's shaking your hand and telling you something. But (laughs) is there something that um, you felt like, wow, you know, I love the way they put that to pass on? Because we are very unmarried hosts and I feel like our married Mm -hmm. listeners usually don't benefit from our (laughs) relationship. No. Um... Um, let me see. I'll give three quickly. Okay. You know, everybody says, well, not everybody, but a lot of people say keep God first. Yes. That's really real. That third string. Uh He's got to be at the center. Think about it. We're too human. People are just too human. Mm. Humans are too flawed Mm -hmm. to not be grounded at the center Mm -hmm. through who and what you believe in. And it might not be God for you. I don't know what it is for you, whoever the listeners are, but you have to make sure that you have a strong spiritual foundation and that that's in the center of your your marriage. I do believe that. Something else is that, like, you have to master compromise. Ooh, baby. You have to master it. Say it again. Because, again, (laughs) it's not just you. So you have to put your needs... Oftentimes, after somebody else's, just because you love them. Right. That's it. That's the thing about it. Forever. (laughs) But if you think about it, like, Scotty, just because I saw what you did with your mom with Strong Black Lead, you and your mother have this beautiful bond that even I can see. I've never been with you both in person. But your mom loves you wholeheartedly. Yeah. And so much of why you guys have that bond is because she had to compromise, Mm -hmm. even as a mother. Mm -hmm. She had to say, my daughter needs this, so I'm not going to have that. Mm -hmm. I need this, so I'm going to make sure I do this to make sure she has that. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in a marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes the reason why why marriages fail is because people are unwilling to compromise. Mm -hmm. You're just saying, this is what I want. Yeah. You got to fall in line. Mm -hmm. And that's why you hear couples say, there's years where... I kind of took the back seat. You know, or there's years where he, he took, took the, the back, back seat. seat. Yeah. You know, or whatever it may be. It's because there's going to be times when you are, you are both going to be able to do everything at the same time or mm-hmm. whatever, but there's going to be times that you just have to support that person. Right. And again, simply because you love them. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll say is just always remember, should you choose to have kids, to keep your marriage first. Because the kids are not all right if the parents are not Talk all right. Talk about it. It is true. The parents are stressed out and not putting themselves first and not doing date nights mm-hmm. and doing self-care. Mm-hmm. Then the kids are messed up. Right. right. 
So that, you know, again, I'm three weeks and a day in. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, I'm almost at a month. Okay. Yeah. But that is something that as we just think for the future that we're going to always keep in mind. Yeah. And even though you are only three weeks in in a day. <laughs> um, what I do love about you and your husband, <laughs> so crazy, um, his love story is that it was over a long, a good yeah. amount of time, yeah. And you guys found your way back to each other, kind of a thing. It we seems like we never really lost each, each other, other. If okay. we're completely honest, yeah. But we compromised in a way. Like honestly, it, it's funny. I never, I've never said it that way, but we. Basically, to make a long story short, we were just on different pages for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think at a certain point, we realized we both wanted the same thing, which was to be together. And so one of us had to get on the other person's page so that we could make it work. Yeah. 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 But but sometimes in relationships, you you have to give that time. Because what happens is that if you don't compromise, if you don't come together at the right time when you're supposed to, and if somebody unwillingly becomes a participant in a relationship. Right, like you get someone before they're ready. Yeah, or if you or if you pressure somebody or yeah. if you give someone an ultimatum. You're not the full yeah. person. Yeah. You're, you're not getting, really. and you're not getting someone who wants to be there. Right. right. The thing about Daryl and I is that we both want to be here. Right. Nobody was forced. Nobody had an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Nobody was threatened. Nobody, you know, it was, we looked at each other and we're like, we love each other. Why aren't we doing this for real, for real? Right. And we did. And, and honestly, it's so funny. For years, I thought that it was him. Mm. I was like, this is it's Daryl. He needs to get it together. Right. Ugh, doesn't he realize what he has in front of him? I mean, like, duh. he's just out here living his life. I mean, look, look at the material. Sounds about right. It sounds like. But oddly, <laughs> once we got together, which he, he, it was him. He was like, we need to do this. We need to get together. You know, it's time. You know, like, officially asked me to be his girlfriend. Like, took me out to dinner and was like, will you be my girlfriend? Yes, it was yes. so cute. So I was important. the one that struggled in the beginning. It was me. You I was like, like, you were, like, being a girlfriend? No, it wasn't about being a girlfriend. It was about losing, quote-unquote, kind of my independence. Yeah. Like, I remember having, like, he, we moved in together, and I remember being like, I went through, like, that transition of, oh, my gosh, this is a, this is beautiful, but it's a lot, and my life's changing. I was overwhelmed. Yeah. Still happy in the overwhelmed, right. but overwhelmed. So I say that to say, oftentimes, ladies, you think you're waiting on this guy, you're doing this and this and this and that, and then it happens, you get what you wanted, and you're like, who, okay, was I preparing myself? Yes, because we're so used to the fight. The thing is, yes. we're used to the fight. We're used to the, I'm going to fight for what's right and what I deserve. Then but then you're like, okay, you're going to get what you, des- and then what you peace deserve. Times. Then you're like, oh, wait, peace. Wow. Yeah. But not only that, but we're so concerned about men getting their lives together and straightening up and recognizing what's in front of them. But women, I think sometimes we feel like we just got it because we're women. We just right. got it all together. Oh, yeah, we know yeah, what yeah. to do. We know how to do this. But we are so focused oftentimes, I think, on the men that we're not focused on ourselves and preparing ourselves for that next step in our yeah. lives. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to prepare ourselves, too. Yeah. We can't expect this man to do X, Y, and Z, and we're not doing X, Y, and Z for ourselves. So I say that to say I think I neglected that a little bit within yes. myself. I, yeah. But obviously it, it all worked out. It, it all worked out in yeah. the end, girl. <laughs> That's absolutely true, though. Um, but I did want to talk about your tribe. Yeah. Because you have a very strong tribe here in L.A. Yeah. And I seen, you know, I think you took a picture of a billboard, I'm sure, on your Insta story, and you mm-hmm. said, I came to L.A. Yeah. 
with $800. Yes, I did. And now I'm here. It's surreal. How important has your tribe been throughout this journey? I don't even think there's a word that's been created yet to Mm -hmm. describe how impactful Mm -hmm. my tribe has been. Yeah. I moved out here. I was 20, just turned 22. The musical theater degree coming to L.A. with no TV or film credits really at all. And just wanted to do what I love to do every day. That was always, I never wanted to be a star. Mm -hmm. I never was like, I need to. Be famous. I never wanted to be famous. Right. I always just wanted to make a living doing what I love to do, which was performing. And that's how legends are made, though. That's, that's, I don't think yeah. they come in with the idea that they want to be a star. They come in wanting to do what they love to do. Genuinely. What they yeah. set out to do. Yeah. yeah. And and for me, like I said, I, there was a big emphasis on making a living. Yeah. Because yeah. I had been doing what I wanted to do for a long time, yeah. most of my life. But I, it was almost like the challenge of, can I support myself? Support myself? Can I sustain mm-hmm. my life and this dream simultaneously? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I expect it to happen much sooner than it did. Okay, just, we all did. Completely honest, we all yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that I patience. Mean, after that my patience. first year, I was like, <laughs> it's like, okay, God, I know you said you would never give me more than I can bear. My God, bear. I thought I was a cheetah, not a snail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's weird. Okay. But but my tribe, they've been with me since the very beginning, and I talk a lot about them, and I call them my destiny advocates because I believe that everyone Ooh. needs to have people in their lives who remind them of their destinies. Mm. When or if you should forget mm. what it is. I love that. Yeah. And that's what they do for me. They're more than just a tribe. They're people that reinstill my destiny within me. Mm. They allow me to do that for them. They inspire me in ways that I sometimes can't inspire myself. When I forget who I am, they remind me without being prompted to do so. Man. They are, they were godsend. The fact that people mention it to me, mm-hmm. they say like, "Oh my gosh, your tribe, like your your friends, no, like yeah, you guys shine." It, like, just, it just is so evident. The love, yeah, it it's just is really beautiful. But yeah, I moved to LA with eight hundred dollars. Delta one way ticket that was eighty dollars. I was like, yes, thank God it wasn't over a hundred. I was really like, Ooh, I, that was yeah. yeah, yeah. And I came and my god sister Darren was was kind enough. She was getting her PhD out in the Inland Empire, which is like mm-hmm. fifty miles outside of LA. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you can stay with me. And I was like, great. Bought an air mattress from Target. Right. I was on an air mattress for six months, That's going back and forth. I was working at United Colors of Benetton. Like this was a long time ago, guys. Wow. This is twenty ten, February first, two thousand and ten, is when I moved. Okay. And so yeah, so to see myself. On a billboard. Yeah. Smack dab on the middle of a billboard on Sunset Boulevard for a show that I've been on for four seasons, 40 episodes. Right. With a network and a studio, you know, Netflix and Lionsgate, who I love, you know, created by one of my dearest friends, Justin Simeon, working with some of my dearest friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just, it's a God dream, you all. Yeah. Like, seriously. And, and what's so cool about the way God works and the way life works is that I didn't see it. I saw myself being successful. But the cool thing about dreaming is that oftentimes, if you really think about your dreams, they're not exactly how you imagine them. And that's because there has to be an element of surprise in order for you to really feel. And know. And know not only who it came from, but what it means. And so, like I said, when I moved out to L.A., I knew I wanted to be happy. I knew I wanted to be able to support myself doing what I love to do. But I didn't know that it looked like being Joelle and Dear White People. And that truly surpassed my expectations. That's what I wanted to bring up, too, because I think our dreams aren't big enough. Mm. Our dreams aren't big enough, especially for God's plan. 
All right. I just got chills. It yeah. is. Yeah. Like, I like, feel like every time it's like God's like, nah, bigger. Yes. Actually. Girl, nah. you don't have a clue. Like, I know yeah. God be like, oh, that's what you asking, girl. You just wait. I always like laugh. I'm always like, God's probably like, oh, what is Ashley about to be tripping about today? Right. Oh my God. He only knew. He's what so I had irritated for her. with me. I, I know. know he is. He's like, if she would just relax. Yes. <laughs> just for us. Gosh. Goodness. Moment. Please. <laughs> in his eyes. I feel so bad. I'm sorry. Right. Because you talk a lot about. About um, I saw your manifestation map. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that. So I thought that was yeah. really dope that you had spoke about that on Instagram. Yeah. So <laughs> 2010s was like a vision board, yes, you know, it was, decade. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't think I knew about it before that, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, for I sure. Can map something mm-hmm. now. Visualize it. You say. I think Oprah taught me about. Yeah. That. It was oh, Oprah. It was Oprah that did it. Us She's about a lot. She was like, "Yo, let me tell y'all what the whites are doing yeah. over here." <laughs> Yeah, y'all know? we got to get in on this, y'all. Yeah, for sure. And we did, and we took it and ran, ran with it. With we started having it. parties with Moet, and we we was just, we you made know, it and brunch. We made it hours. Yeah, we for sure, you know, chicken and waffle, vision board parties. That's yeah, we, yeah, no, for sure. Every new year, it was like five people would be like, you're invited to my vision board party. You have to decide who's you going. You can't do I seven say, vision I boards. Say, I can know. only have so many vision boards this year, please. I still haven't done one. What? Oh, well, you're going to do a manifestation map. I see. Tell us how to hold you. So so basically, I was doing vision boards, and I was like, not feeling it. It's not enough. That's basically what it was. I felt, literally, I was like, this isn't hitting for me anymore. (laughs) Those magazines. Y'all came with, like, so many magazines to cut out. It felt devoid of inspiration. Mm. And I felt like I needed to go deeper. Yeah. So, you know, I had been, you know, really doing a lot of, manifestation and really working on that in my life and figuring out what that meant for me spiritually, mentally. And I said, you know, I think the reason the vision board isn't hitting for me is that it's just vision. It's not deeper. It's not, I'm not manifesting these things. So really for me, what it is, is there's more intention behind it. So I'm cutting out these things that are speaking to me that I'm really making. It's not just, I see it and it looks cool. It's like, it has to hit. We all know what that feels like. Mm -hmm intuitively. Mm-hmm. And then I'm making sure that I'm taking time on each of those things to manifest it in my life. Mm. Sometimes that meant prayer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that meant just closing my eyes and really visualizing it, not visualizing the pasting on the paper, but visualizing what that cutout meant in my life right. yeah. and what that looked like in my life. And then deciding and declaring that it is a map to the life that I want to create in tandem with God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always made sure, to, which I wasn't doing before too, to write the date that I did it on the back. Because okay. that was very important, especially for the way things manifested after I did the manifestation map. It literally all happened within a year, almost to the day. It was really kind of eerie how that all how that all happened. Wow. So yeah, it just it's 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 putting more intention behind it. Okay. okay. That's really what it is. I love that. Yeah. And you know, the way you went above and beyond for that map and even the manifestation and like even just putting so much thought into things. It reminds me so much of your character on Dear White People, <laughs> Joel. I always felt like there was a lot of similarities and maybe it's because Justin's a friend of yours mm-hmm. that he put in your character that is in tandem with you as a person. Yeah. There are definitely three lines for sure Mm -hmm. that is something that I really love about Joelle is that she's so intentional yes and she fully knows what she wants and she's excited about going after it but she's stressed especially in this fourth season the girl is going through through it 
Yeah, and a lot of times she'd be Ooh. doing it to herself, though. I'd be like, no, no nobody she's told, always doing it to herself. Nobody told you to do all of this. Nobody. They actually told you to not. Literally, reading the scripts would just literally just give me, like, anxiety. Because I would be like, oh, my gosh, Joelle, why are you doing this here? Because, too, I think people forget, like, we meet her at 19. Yeah. We leave her at, at 21, mm-hmm. or, you know, in, in the school year. But, like, I'm so much older than she is, just Ashley yeah. is. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I look at her sometimes as, like, a little sister. Yeah. When I'm playing her, I yeah. don't. But when I watch it, I'm always like, oh, man, like— She's going to learn. Right. She's not there now. And I understand the struggles of like that 19, 20, 21 phase of Child, life. College baby. life. What a time to be you alive. Know, but it's, <laughs> there's Barely. so many things about Joelle that either I didn't go through or I worked through already. Yeah. So sometimes it makes me sad to see her go through it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the poor girl. So what do you love most about playing Joelle over these last four or five years now? It's been five years with four seasons. Yeah. Um, just... What she represents in the world, Mm. in the history of television, Mm -hmm. that to me is the most important and poignant part of Joelle is that she's a beautiful, young, talented, brilliant, dark-skinned, natural-haired black girl on television striving and doing her best, being a good friend, being a good person, got to be a doctor. Like, she's just wonderful. She really is wonderful. And she is the type of character that I would want my future daughters and sons to look at and Mm -hmm. be inspired by. So to play someone that's so pure at heart, and funny and yes. fun. It's just really, you know, oftentimes for actors, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I hope that I have many, many more. But should I not? To have been able to play Joelle is, that. that's really, like, we go back to when I came here. Yeah. I didn't have that specific dream, but that was God saying, no, we got to dream bigger. bigger. You have to plant yourself in television history as a character like this. Absolutely. And and I feel like I did. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about this final season. Let's talk about it. Girl, when they <laughs> called you, when they, and they said, then when they paint called the picture, you, paint the picture, take us there. And said, hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, girl. <laughs> what type of dialing numbers were that? That was the Kim Possible be Oh, my God. When they called you up and <laughs> said, this final season, we going to do a musical. What was your first thought? God, you're listening. Okay. I went to school for musical theater. Yes, right. I know. Yes. Like, y'all, like, this is what I'm trying to tell y'all. You were like, this is the rule I was born God, for. I was born to do this. Literally. <laughs> right. And it's so funny because as the cast, we joke that I was the only one that really felt that way. Right. Everyone else was like, I imagined that. hold on, wait, <laughs> what? And I was like, <laughs> shouting in my living room. You know, I was, Everybody. I was <laughs> screaming, hopping up and down, calling my mom. Like, it was... Everyone else was stressed, had to get a drink or something. I don't know. I'm popping champagne. It was very different. I could tell. I know. Like, and Logan probably somewhere like, I know this bitch Ashley is just thrilled. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And um, but yeah, I was like, I literally was like, God, wow. Like because here's the thing. Mm. Think about how rare that is. I'm on a full on thirty minute half hour comedy right. for three seasons. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of music, like I sang, you know, yeah. and things, you know, yeah. what, but it wasn't a part of the show. It right. just was like a thing because we knew that Joelle had like, that was one of her talents, which was yeah. cool, which was mm-hmm. great that the writers like infused that. Mm-hmm. Right. But to get a call saying that every episode is going to have That's music, a huge switch. choreography, rapping, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
singing. <laughs> that just is like, that never happens. Yeah. Because also people that are talking about the show, they're like, we thought it was going to be like a musical episode, right. not a musical season, they're which like, again, oh. as God being like, nah, bigger. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of when I, when I look at my life and my career now, although I feel like, you know, I'm still, you know, fighting and striving and whatever— there are so many bright spots where that has happened. Yes. God mm-hmm. has never not exceeded my expectations and and blessed me abundantly. And this mm-hmm. is just an example of that. It really is. Yeah. Now, you were yeah. singing down, girl. Oh, you were thank singing you. Down. I was singing down. <laughs> and you know, I have the reason the way I've gotten to know you is I've been covering Dear White People from I season know. one. Like, so it even felt New York like trips. I can't, I, all your New York trips. I was always the BuzzFeed reporter at news yeah. going Dear White People, interviewing writing features, whatever. But so I was really like, Justin, you really he took a huge risk and flip for making this big change for the fourth and final season. Mm-hmm. I know the internet had a lot of feelings about it. They were like, oh, okay. Yeah. What? And I wondered yeah. if you could share what, if any way, what Justin's vision was when choosing. Was it just like a creative choice? that he mm-hmm. like? Was he just mm-hmm. like, oh, we just want to try this out? Or was there a bit more something that we, we may not know at home about Justin's choice? Yeah, no, I think, here's the thing. Justin loves music. Right. He's a musical, like, Bad Hair. Like, Justin did, like, original songs for Bad Hair. Like, he's, oh. like, mm-hmm. he's okay. brilliant. I mean, Justin can literally do anything. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if there was an announcement that came out that he's a, the world's leading forensic scientist. I would be like, of course he is. <laughs> world's leading. Yeah, of course world. he is. <laughs> that was very random. I don't know I where that came from. Know, but, that was a good one. <laughs> but he could do that. He, so, yeah, I think Justin loves music, and he wanted to do that. And also, Justin wanted to showcase his cast, I think. And that, yeah. for me, whether you like the season or not, the takeaway for me is just, there's nothing that we can't do. We completely went from being a regular, normal comedy to having a completely musical season in the midst of COVID. Right. Mm. And Netflix did this, you know, Strong Black Lead, and Netflix did this amazing campaign, which was part of what I, I Instagrammed, which is about Black joy. Yeah. yeah. And Black joy matters. And part of Black joy is song. And it's dance. Mm-hmm. And it's being expressive in all the ways and using all of our our, our, our our whole bodies, all of our limbs. You know, that's ancestral. Yeah. So I think that, you know, on a really deep level, I think it's just illuminating black joy. Right. That's what I feel is I, part of it. I love that. First of all, black joy is number one yeah, on this yeah. show. That's what we try yeah. to This you, is what this show You all are here. physical manifestations of black joy. We try to be. That's who you are. Thank you. Yeah. We absolutely try Thank to you. do. That's what we try to do. And yeah. I love that you brought up all of that legacy and contributions to the culture because we wanted to ask you what you hope your white people's contribution will be to the culture overall now that it's over. Like, where do you hope to see in the lexicon of things? Because honestly, we don't get many examples of black college students' lives on television. Yeah, I know. We haven't had an HBCU one in a while. Mm -hmm. Between Dear White People and Grownish, those are really the only two that were out currently. And now Dear White People has ended. I wanted to know what you hope people will remember about its contribution to the culture. Everything. You know, I always reference like a different world. Like a different world was... What I would binge, you couldn't really. Binge we, would, we, would, we, would, we would hope it came on Nicki yes. Night Marathon. Yes. Put yeah. your VHS in there, hit record. It was like <laughs> the prehistoric version of binging. Right. right. Uh, um, but, <laughs> but same. Yeah. But, same. but prior to going to Howard, the summer leading up to me going to Howard, I just watched a different world all day, every day. And it like pumped me up. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to Hillman. 
Yeah. Okay, how you know? I was like, I, this is exactly what I'm doing. Like, is this is what the dorms are gonna look like. Like, yeah. am I gonna meet my lifelong besties there? Which yeah. I did. You know, right. it was everything to me. And again, it was because I saw myself in those characters. Exactly, I saw myself. It was so clear as day, and. That's what I hope Dear White People is to people yeah. 20, 30, 50, 100 years down the line. I hope they can look at us and see themselves, aspire for great things, feel bold enough to be their full, authentic selves. Because yes. I think, you know, our show really hones in a lot on that. Yes. I hope Dear White People always makes people think. We have to remember, you know, our show is kind of like a 40-episode think piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And the cool thing about Dear White People is that it will always be relevant, which is kind of like a beautiful thing and a sad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a different world. I watched A Different World probably, I don't know, 20 years after it had, like, originally aired, but everything still hit the same. It still hits. And it, it still, still does. Yeah, I watched man. it again during it still the pandemic. Hits. And I was like, wow. it's, it's my favorite show, but it's crazy that it's so relevant to me going. We went to HBCUs yes. in the new millennium. Yeah. And like these were in the late 80s, early 90s. Same stuff. And dear white people will too. Unless mm. we change. There is a world, there is a possibility that dear white people doesn't have to hit the same in 50 years, in 20 years. Mm, yeah. But the way we're going right now, it is. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We do have one last question. Let's hear it, ladies. What is bringing you joy right now? Right now. (sighs) (laughs) That's such a good question. I had to just let it out. Yes. Mm, Yes. Uh, Being in this season of my life, it's so surreal. It's got to be beautiful. It's so beautiful. You know, I'm just in a season with... So many endings and beginnings. Yeah. And there's a convergence of it. Yes. And I thought that it would feel stressful. I thought that I'd be, in a lot of ways, a lot sadder than I am. Mm. Just with Dear White People ending. Just a lot lot of life changes. But I couldn't be happier. I'm probably in my favorite, most exciting, most motivating season of my life. You know, I feel hopeful for the things to come in my career. And the cool thing is that I don't know what it is, but that's the best part. I don't know what's to come, but I'm trusting God. And as we've talked about this entire time, I know that whatever it is, is going to be better than anything I could have ever imagined. And I'm excited about that. And I'm so excited that I've been blessed with a marriage. I feel so incredibly blessed to have a partner that loves me, supports me, tells me I'm beautiful every day and wants to build a life with me. Like, I was telling someone, I was like, it honestly feels like my life's just getting started. I'm 33, but it feels like September 2021, Mm -hmm. everything just is really getting started. So what's bringing me joy is just that I'm in such a beautiful season. And we all know that, like, See beautiful seasons come and go, but that's that's part of life. Yeah. And so I'm just relishing this season right now. That's yeah. the beauty behind that, too, is you'll have this moment and these moments to hold on to yeah. when you have harder times. Yeah. When you meet hardship, here comes, oh, yes, I had this season. I have this season yeah. to relish and love on still. Yeah. Because people forget that moment. You know, gratitude is huge. Gratitude. And it's super I'm, important. I'm grounded in gratitude. Yes. That's, that's where I am. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. I love you, ladies, so us. much. And I have to say, I am so 
so proud of you. This is beautiful. No, I'm serious. (laughs) I have to do this. This is to see you all thriving is just, you know, we haven't always had opportunities like this. Three black girls with our natural hair popping. Listen. Protective styles popping in a studio talking about black joy. Like, we have to take it in. It's so wonderful. And I wish you all. All of the success. That feeling is so mutual, yeah. Ashley. I hope you know that is first of all fact both ways, okay? <laughs> first of all, I hope that you leave no stone unturned. Like mm. I hope that you are able to be in every single lane that you want to be in. Do not ever limit yourself because mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless Thank for you. you. Like endless. So I am a big fan. Thank you. Huge. Yes. Yeah. So if you've been with me since the beginning, <laughs> beginning. I'll just be, I'll be watching like, so proud. Literally, like, literally, like, so from right. the beginning, yes. like, and I just have to say, like, it almost feels like you've chronicled my career yeah. in a way. Wow. And my first face that I would always see and be excited to see doing my first press tours for yeah. my first show was yours. Oh, thank you. So just to see you here now and to be here with you now with our sister Scotty is yes. just so beautiful. And I just this is also a moment I'm gonna I'm gonna really always hold with me. Me too. And I feel very grateful and I hope I to come back it. many, 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 many times. Yes, we hope to have you back many, many, many times on your next Netflix show that you're starring in. Yay! Yay! <laughs> exactly. All right, go ahead. So, ready, ready. All right, that's our show. It's been a long walk to freedom, but we made it to the end of this work week. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in and for your support and prayers. Thank you. <laughs> During this last two weeks. Our show is a production of Pineapple Street Studios in partnership with Netflix and Strong Black Lead, honey. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our team. Our editor is Jess Jupiter and our producer is Taylor Hosking. Our music is by Amanda Jones. Special thanks to Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman. Make sure to share your thoughts with us on the episode using the hashtag OKNowListen. Okay, Amen. Follow Strong Black Lead on the socials at Strong Black Lead. Mm-hmm. And follow us. I am at Sylvia O'Bell. And I'm at Libra Season at Scotty Beam. <laughs> Birthday Beam. Birthday Beam. Birthday Beam. Baby. All right. Until next time, folks, stay blessed.